We have one client, he elevated himself and his brand through his podcast. He's in a really niche space and he's been getting paid speaking engagements at all of the major events in his space. I like to call them because of my podcast stories, like because of my podcast, this cool opportunity happened. Welcome to the Marketing Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Dots Loves Marketing. Join your host, Dots Oyobulu, as he learns from CMOs, agency leaders, and business leaders about the state of performance marketing, plus insights on strategies, campaigns, and intelligence for commercial impact. Connect the dots and enjoy the latest episode. This episode is brought to you by Dots Loves Marketing. If you're a business needing content promotion, podcast campaign production, or are looking to build effective B2B marketing strategies, Dots is here to offer you ultimate marketing leadership and expertise. Find out more at www.dotslovesmarketing.com. Hi, marketers. This is Dots, and welcome to the Marketing Leadership Podcast. With me here is Loa Tesna, Head Guest Scheduling at Content Allies, and we will be talking about account-based podcasting, the new account-based marketing. I know you guys are ready, so let's get it. Noah, it's a pleasure to have you here and welcome. Oh, well, thanks so much, Dots. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm really excited about what we're about to discuss today. But before we start, could you please tell us about yourself, your background, your role, most especially the legendary account-based story that came up with your career there. I I would like to listen to that again. Absolutely. Well, so first of all, I am the head of our guest scheduling department here at Content Allies. I'm sure listeners are familiar with that B2B podcasting agency. Before that, I worked in the agency world as an account executive and in client services for some time, but I've been in podcasting for five years now. So I actually got into podcasting as a hobby in 2018 when I launched my first show. So I'm a huge history buff and it was called The History of Vikings. So it was just a a podcast about the Viking age. The first guest I had on the podcast was the professor of medieval literature at Oxford University. Within five months of launching the show, I grew it to 50,000 consistent downloads every single month. I was hooked. And that was something I just did as a hobby. I built it out of my bedroom. And after that, that led to professional opportunities, like I said, in the agency world. And I really became aware of this thing called content-based networking, account-based marketing, whatever you want to call it. I had read a few books about this subject and I had observed other agencies and other people that were doing it. This notion of using podcasts as a way to engage with your ideal prospects and build relationships. And I was just hooked. Like I said, I read a few books about it and I was just so excited. Like I was like, man, this is so cool. I want to try this. And I had actually done it in the past with some of the podcasts I hosted back in my kind of like freelance days. And I became aware of content allies, just I had found them online. I had actually been a listener of the CEO, Jake Jorgovin's Working Without Pants podcast. And I thought, man, wouldn't it be cool to get a job with that company just because I love what they're doing and also I bet I would learn so much. Sure enough, I sent Jake an email. 
and I invited him to be a guest on my podcast. I did a show at the time called Profit with Podcasting, and it's just a show where I interviewed people who would just talk about monetizing via podcasts. And I had Jake on the show and I interviewed him and we just hit it off. What's one of those things you have someone on your podcast and you engage in a conversation and all barriers are broken down. It's the opposite of cold outreach. And after the interview, when you hang up, it's like, you're just invigorated. You've had this great conversation. You feel like you've known someone for years and the campfire effect, they call it, occurs. And sure enough, that's what happened with Jake. He asked me what I was doing. I had been freelancing at the time. I explained, hey, I'm really interested in content allies. And to be honest, if there's ever an opportunity, and he said, well, you know, we're actually looking for a few positions now. So (laughs) sure enough, and Jake's aware of the fact that I prospected him because he would share it with some of the other teammates. Next thing you know, I got a job with content allies and I've been here for uh, almost two years now. And it has been the highlight of my professional career so far. Jeez, like if you're listening right now to this episode and you need a new job, now you know how to get a new job. It's not, <laughs> you don't have to go through millions of positions every day and slave around. Just start a podcast and try to network, basically. Is your history podcast still around or no? It is. I don't do it as often as I used to, but I spent some time in Iceland last summer recording some content for that. So I still do it as kind of a passion project. Oh, okay. That makes sense. If you need a guest, let me know. I don't know much about Vikings, but I can research. History is one of the three things that I love. So there's marketing, music, and history. Yeah, let me me know with that. And on that note, let's get started here with the topic of the day, account-based podcasting. You mentioned something about content outreach, content networking. Some people even call it the gift of personalized content. So what is accounts-based podcasting to you? And we will be using the acronym ABP a lot, just to save time. (laughs) ABP, I love it. So what account-based podcasting to me is, I mean, this is really any service-based business, but let's talk about the B2B space. If you're in sales or you're in marketing at a B2B company, a B2B tech company, A new client, a dream prospect, somebody that you'd love to work with that is on your target accounts list is worth a great deal of money to your company. I mean, there could even be some accounts out there that if they were secured could make up for 10% of your annual revenue. So account-based podcasting is a very targeted marketing approach. It's a way to engage right fit clients, right fit prospects, potential customers, and build relationships with them. It's a way to get a meeting with somebody that isn't salesy. I mean, it's not like you're reaching out on LinkedIn or cold email and you're saying, Hey, can we meet? Can we hop on a quick 15 minute call? Just the sales kind of vibe that makes people skin crawl. Instead, what you're saying is, Hey, listen, I have this podcast And it's listened to by a great deal of people, or maybe it doesn't have a big listenership, but it's listened to by the right people. We featured this guest and this guest, establishing credibility, all great names in your niche. I love what you're doing. Could you come on? Would you be willing to give us an hour of your time so that we can talk about your story and your journey? And who's going to say no to that? People love to talk about themselves. People love to share their stories. So what you're doing is you're literally scheduling 
a one-on-one with somebody, again, your ideal client, and they're talking about themselves for an hour, which makes them feel really good. You're elevating them. You're giving them this publicity and platform. And naturally, I don't know, there's almost just like this reciprocal nature to it. They start to ask about you. They ask, what do you do? And, And then the door magically opens for potential sales conversations, continuing collaboration, that sort of thing. So that's what account-based podcasting is to me. It's a great way to engage with hard to reach right fit clients. Yeah. And I will add here, Noah, that we work together on this full disclosure. Noah's team helps with guest scheduling on this podcast. Of course, this podcast is sponsored by content allies and another sponsor which you'll get to later and i think what you guys do which is sometimes magical is how you establish connections with high profile accounts even with podcasts that have no name podcasts that don't have a single episode out there which is just insane i know you mentioned stuff around credibility and stuff like that but what you've also been able to do from your experience and for the little time I've known you is that even with podcasts that don't have credibility, you still help to get these accounts. I think sometimes it's based on the brand. So there's already a brand equity, not a podcast equity. So if you are listening out there and you've got a business or there's no podcast yet, it's okay starting from scratch. Experts like Noah can help you out in getting accounts that you need to get your podcast off the ground. And you can always start with the best foot forward, which has been my experience. So how do you do that? What's the secret? (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, what it comes down to, Dots, is, I mean, and this is just classic business, is it's adding value to guests. It's adding value to guests. And one of the things that we do here at Content Allies is a lot of, and that's fairly common, right? It's why people are hiring us. They'll come to us and they'll say, hey, can you help me create a podcast? And I really want to engage with these high profile guests in my niche, but I don't have a following in place. How can I do that? Well, I mean, there's many creative approaches that you can take. If you have some sort of social credibility already, for example, you have a mailing list or the CEO of your company has a large LinkedIn footprint or your company was recently featured in major media. There's different ways to establish credibility that you can lead with. And that's what you want to do is when you invite people on your podcast, you have to establish credibility. But also you have to keep in mind a lot of the people that we work with at Content Allies are are very niche and they're targeting very specific profiles. So how often is it that the chief technology officer at a medical, you know, device manufacturing company is invited to appear on a podcast? So when in the B2B space, I'd say it's definitely a lot easier to secure guests for the show. And really it's just a snowball effect. Once you get those first couple interviews recorded and people see a proof of concept of, oh, hey, there's this podcast and it looks like it launched this week, but they've already got three episodes published and, oh, that's the CEO of this trade association or, oh, so-and-so was featured in like the Washington Post or something. So that's what it's all about. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Are there other benefits that you think with regards to having companies around the world embrace account-based podcasting? What are some of the other benefits that you think they might be interested in? 
I mean, I'm such a huge fan of podcasting dots because I've, it's literally changed my own life. I mean, I started a show as a hobby out of my bedroom and now I have a job with one of the top podcasting agencies in the world. And that's all because of the results that podcasting has generated for clients. I mean, this really is the hottest thing in B2B marketing is this account-based podcasting. The benefits, there are so many. So first of all, it's a wonderful way to expand your sales funnel. It's a wonderful way to build relationships with ideal prospects and also create thought leadership content on top of that. Our motto at Content Allies is you show up to record, we handle everything else. So you can create so many content around a podcast episode. If you hire a team like Content Allies, or even if you're like an exec or something and you don't have a huge team, you're a consultant, you can even hire virtual assistants to do this for you. You take those 40 minute podcast episodes and you slice and dice them into a bunch of different content. So you could take one podcast interview that's 40 minutes and all of a sudden you've got like five long form LinkedIn posts, like an SEO blog article, social posts for different platforms, video interviews and all that. And that's one of the things we do at Content Allies. And this helps with the ABP side as well as anytime one of our client shows or even our own shows, anytime a guest appears on one of our podcasts that we manage. Uh, As soon as the episode's live, we send them a big email. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Here's links to your podcast and all the major platforms. Oh, and here's a Google Drive folder with a bunch of assets that your marketing team can use to elevate your company. That's gold. Marketers absolutely love that. So I'd say the big benefits are, are relationships and expanding your sales funnel. And also building thought leadership content on top of it. We have so many case studies of clients at Content Allies that just so many cool things have happened because of their podcast. We have one client, he elevated himself and his brand through his podcast. He's in a really niche space and he's been getting paid speaking engagements at all of the major events in his space. I like to call them because of my podcast stories, like because of my podcast, this cool opportunity happened. Those are just a few of the benefits, but really they are limitless. Yeah. And I like the way they sort of simplified it on a high level to say, if you want thought leadership, if you want to get brand equity, there's a way you can approach account-based podcasting. But even if you want to look at the bottom four layer, trying to get B2B sales and things like that, there's also a way to look at that as well. So I really appreciate the way you broke it down. Now, this section is very interesting because I personally know that's where you rule globally. And it's about getting the prospects themselves, the process to getting fresh ABP prospects for your podcast. And this is not just about getting any guests because for those listening, you need to know that we are discussing this in the context of revenue generation, lead generation. And in some cases, a high level of building brand equity, because sometimes brand equity also drives sales. So could you give us a breakdown of what that process is like to getting the accounts in account-based podcasting? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the first thing I'll say, Dots, is in... I did. I failed to mention it earlier, but if you are considering doing ABP as a part of your strategy... Talk to your sales team and ask them if they have a list of accounts that they're trying to engage with. Maybe they've been like dormant for a little while and you need to kind of stir up the conversation again. 
taking your existing sales funnel of folks and inviting some of those prospects onto a podcast is a great way to stoke the fire. It's a great way to open up those conversations. And that's one of the things we do too at Content Allies is we work with sales teams and they might even have an existing list of prospects that they've been trying to close and we'll partner with them. So start with your existing sales team, but also I would say get really specific about who it is you want to have on your podcast and the name of your show. And it's interesting because during our kickoff process here at Continuous, we spend a lot of time creating names of podcasts for clients because the name of your show heavily impacts the show strategy overall. Make sure that your show elevates your guests, not your company. So for example, Content Allies produces a podcast called Leaders of B2B. Anytime we invite a guest on the show, we're elevating them. We're ego boosting them, you know, in the best way, because they are a leader in the B2B space. This is the podcast for them. Notice how the podcast isn't called like B2B. Leaders. Right. Leaders exactly. podcast. <laughs> leaders podcast. We don't mention what content allies does in the title. And I'd say that's a common misconception. If you're going to do this, make sure that the name of the podcast elevates your guest and the profiles you're seeking to engage with. It doesn't elevate you. I'm lucky to have had this podcast named marketing leadership because I didn't think about this while I was coming up with that, but you know, it was available. So I thought, why not? Anyway, go on. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's a great name. Get really specific about the types of people you want to have on your show and cater it around them. I mean, the niche, the better. There's one podcast called LTC Heroes, Long-Term Care Heroes. I mean, there's other stuff. Uh, Just get it really niche and have it speak to your target profile, whether that's CTOs, CDOs, whatever it is, make sure it's really targeted. And then in terms of like securing those guests, outreach via email is perfectly acceptable. So I would say put together a list. If you're doing this by yourself or if you have a team that can do it, put together a list, maybe utilize your research team of some ideal guests you'd like to have on the podcast and get really specific. Your sales team can help with this. Get really specific about, again, the profile. So it's this title at this kind of company in this industry, and the company has to have this much in revenue or this headcount. Geographically, they have to be based here, and the company has to be so many years old. Because podcasting, doing these interviews on the host, sometimes it's a time investment, so you want to make sure every interview you have counts. And again, in terms of sourcing those people, LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a great resource. If you're looking for email addresses, I mean, you can sign up for an Apollo.io account or Rocket Reach account for, I don't know, maybe around $50 a month. And you can source email addresses for these guests. You might have to copy and paste a link to their LinkedIn profile. And these email sourcing softwares will give you the address and then invite them on the podcast. Say, hey, we love your work. This is the podcast. If you guest on the podcast, it will be distributed across all major platforms. If you have an audience, mention that and establish credibility. And really, it's that simple. I mean, that's the formula for engaging with those accounts. Absolutely. And this is pure gold, but the gold will not stop here. So I know you've mentioned some categories, like, for example, prospects nurturing. So you've got a list, you want to nurture those guys. 
list of potential clients is what I'm saying there. You've also mentioned business leaders in general. So I'm talking about, you know, whether you're a CMO or a CEO or C whatever, C-suite, basically. And I would imagine that there are other kinds of categories of guests that could pose as prospects. So from your experience, what are some of the other guys? Like, for example, consultants slash influencers. Sometimes companies might need those to drive sales for them on their own behalf, and they could be potential guests. What are some of the other categories of accounts? I don't want to use the word guests now. Accounts that you guys have come across and have been a great source of revenue, whether directly or indirectly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And here at Content Allies, we partner with our clients in securing interviews with different kinds of guests for different reasons. There are some of the clients that we work with that they're looking for strategic partners more than they are clients. They're looking for referral partners. They're looking for consultants or solo consultants. There are also companies that we work with, especially the larger brands out there, they're not so focused on account-based podcasting as they are just general thought leadership. But either way, even if you're a smaller show, engaging with influencers can be a great way to elevate your profiles. We have some people that are looking for influencers in their niche with large social followings using the strategy that they can promote their interview to their large social following. So that's something we do as well. So yeah, account-based podcasting, you can secure different people for different reasons. Could be referral partners, strategic partners. It could be somebody that is a gatekeeper at a publication or a trade association that you would love to get your executive involved with them. But the overall process is the same in terms of inviting them on the podcast. Really what you're trying to do is open the door to a conversation. And even customers as well. I've seen some very big enterprises saying they want to interview customers. When I first heard that, I felt it was weird. Then I thought about it again. There is the value of driving not just retention, but building a set of loyalists. So podcasts being used as a means to drive loyalty marketing, if you call it that way. Because when you interview these customers, they say good things about the brand and that attracts new organic sales. So you're right. And thanks for breaking that down. Thanks for all the great tips there. If you are listening and you haven't subscribed to this podcast, Marketing Leadership, please subscribe. Here we share the juice. And one juice I just learned right now, the tools you can use to find contacts. So if you heard that, please make sure to use that in your strategy. And if you didn't, feel free to rewind this episode up to that point and get that down. But in general, you want to look at everything that Noah said from the approach, the strategic approach to getting these accounts for an effective account-based podcasting campaign, as I would call it. Now, in terms of the content for this ABP campaigns, they need to resonate. They need to sell, right? So during the outreach process, do you typically find the decision-making process or the decision-making stage of these accounts? And how do you connect that to whatever you're trying to offer them? So for example, maybe you have a certain type of guest. The client tells you, these are the needs of these kinds of guests. They need this, 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 this. So do you actually consider that need? And even in your outreach material, is that 
reflected in the outreach material when you're reaching out to them to say, we know you might need this and that, and or we know you might have this value to offer to the podcast. Something a specific angle, basically. Is that something that you consider in your process? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because a lot of times the audiences, the podcast audiences that guests would appear in front of is made up of their ideal prospects or partners, depending on the niche. No, we absolutely do. We absolutely do account for the need of the guest and how that relates to ultimately the service that our clients can offer. And to answer it plainly, that is absolutely something we do. Also, we target the gatekeepers within the companies of guests. So sometimes that's the executive themselves. Sometimes at larger corporations, we try to figure out who is in charge of public relations. Yeah, makes sense. Or marketing, something like that. Because there could be certain titles that exist within that company, certain key decision makers that we aren't even aware of, but maybe if the company is open to appearing on podcasts, the director of marketing or director of PR could refer us to. Mm, Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. There are a few other uh, interesting areas I would like us to look at, but before then we need to take a quick uh, break uh, to get a word from our sponsors. Please hang in there if you're listening, because uh, I'm going to get some nice value from Noah in the subsequent questions. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Dots Loves Marketing. If you're a business needing content promotion, podcast campaign production, or are looking to build effective B2B marketing strategies, Dots is here to offer you ultimate marketing leadership and expertise. Find out more at www.dotslovesmarketing.com. If you're wondering the podcast which you're listening, it's the Marketing Leadership Podcast brought to you by Dots Loves Marketing. And with me here is Noah. And Noah has been breaking down account-based podcasting for us. It's something that is starting to catch on. I don't think the trend has really taken full adoption, which is why we are doing this for you so that if you're listening or watching, you can get in there. You can use it for your organization. You can use it for your personal brand to get the kind of commercial value that you are looking for. Noah, in terms of the marketing sales handle, this is my favorite part here. What are your ideas overall for the podcasting team when it comes to building that relationship with sales? You had mentioned that a little bit at the beginning when it comes to involving sales, but even after each podcast is done, how do you guys connect to sales or is there a way you do that at the beginning or are there other latter stages through which the podcast marketing team needs to pass on this relationship to sales? Yeah, no, that's such a great question, Dots. And there are so many great stories of how people do this. So typically sales is looped into it after the podcast interview. We've worked with some podcast hosts where the sales conversation just happens in the virtual recording studio right after the interview, It just happens organically. Well, what do you do? Well, we provide this service. We're looking for somebody who does that. Could we hop on a call? Can I put you in touch with our sales team? So a lot of times it'll happen that way. But typically what you have to do is continue to provide value. The interview itself was a great value add to the account, to the guest. After the interview, 
sending them assets and marketing materials that their team can use for elevating themselves. That's another great value add. I've seen some people mail physical gifts to their clients after the interview, whether that's a book or whether that's some sort of like a keepsake from the interview, like a little plaque that has a picture of them and a picture of the podcast logo and a quote from their interview that they can put on their desk or on a bookshelf. That's something that can be done. I've seen other people who their accounts, the accounts that they were going after were extremely high value. So what they did is he took a portion of his podcast guests and physically flew them out to an event it sort of treated them very well, wined and dined them. And I mean, if you're adding that kind of value to a guest, they're going to, you feel the need to reciprocate. Human beings have to be congruent. So generally speaking, if you add enough value, somebody feels obligated to add value in return. It's really about adding value. The sales normally is looped in after the interview, could be as soon as in the moments after the interview. But if it doesn't happen that way, you have to continue to add value. And then after you've done enough of that, you can typically send them an email and just say, hey, listen, your company does this really well. We do this really well. I re-listened to our podcast interview and I was thinking, you talked about this and that made me think about this. So could we just hop on a call to see how we could continue to collaborate together? And at that point, because you've added so much value, they'll usually say yes. And there's your sales call. So that's typically how that could work. Yeah. And that's a brilliant strategy. I use a bit of a similar technique with the marketing leadership podcast. For guests that have written a best-selling book, I tend to buy their books. Sometimes it's before, sometimes it's after the podcast episode has been recorded. I read that book. Again, that's added knowledge for me. But buying that book from them is also supporting their work, right? And then on social media, I try to summarize the book and tag them and do stuff like that. But I will look at the the keepsake. I think uh, that's a very good idea. In terms of the success rate of ABP campaigns, have you seen any campaign where you're able to sort of measure the guests to sales or deals conversion rate? And what are those benchmarks like if you've seen any before? Yeah, no, absolutely. We have some great case studies on the Content Allies website where we lay some of these statistics out. Of course, it depends on your industry and what your offer is. Some people would consider a 10% interview to close rate or interview to sales call rate really good. And that is certainly on the lower end of the results we achieve, what we could guarantee someone. Also, if you think about it, if you're recording one conversation with an ideal prospect every week for a year, that's 52 sales calls a year. If you convert 10, again, 10% of that or 20% of that, that could change the landscape of your business. On a personal level, I started my show Profit with Podcasting because I wanted to get a job in podcasting. I mean, that was just like my personal metric. And I had done, goodness, 12 interviews before I met Jake. He was like number 12 or 13, something like that. And then obviously mission accomplished. I no longer do that show anymore. I do create other content, but again, it was a 10% conversion rate, but I would say that's ballpark of what you could expect. Yeah, that makes sense. And I would also add that people need to be patient when trying to drive results with this ABP. 
because it's yes we know the results could be guaranteed at a certain level but when it comes to the time sales cycles in b2b start with one month to a year depending on what it is but what's great with the closure is that one single deal can pay for the podcast time and time times over and then some the key lesson here is that try to focus on driving value just as Noah said I, I think it can't get any better than that regardless of what you want to run the podcast for uh, Noah has given us two examples here from a personal perspective and from a business perspective so it works it's something that can be tracked that can be diligently followed up on and that can be run very effectively and and efficiently and Noah thanks for all you've done so far it looks like there isn't so much on this subject out there. So I really appreciate some of the insights you've given here, but I would like to get something else from you. What are the best tools that you think are great for B2B account-based podcasting? If it could have everything or you could have some of it, what are some of the tools that you recommend and how do you recommend we use them? So I would say the first tool, and this is not a, a bias at all because I actually consumed this content before I worked for Content Allies, Jake Jorgovin and our sales lead put together a brilliant series called A Guide to B2B Podcasting. And it is a podcast series. You can go into any podcast platform and search A Guide to B2B Podcasting. It's free to consume. It's just like a podcast. And that is a series where every episode lays out the different steps in the process of creating a successful B2B podcast. There's an episode about what I discussed today. There's an episode about production. So I would say that is a great resource. Another resource I would say is you're going to need a way to engage with guests and typically having a subscription, a software to subscription to some sort of email generation software. Again, it's inexpensive rocket reach, Apollo.io. That's yeah. a great way to go. Yeah. You know? Thanks for sharing that by the way. Yeah, no, absolutely. So that's something you're going to want to do. And finally, if you're really serious about doing this, of course, content allies and set up a call with us. But regardless of where you're at on your marketing journey, I implore you to try this. I just, I implore you to try it. If you're not seeing the value in it after a few months, what have you got to lose? I mean, they say your network is your net worth. So even if going into this, you're doing the bare bones and you've bought $50 podcast microphone and you're recording interviews via zoom and your background looks good enough and your logo looks good enough. Just have this be an exercise in networking and creating content for you. The personal development piece is so great. You will learn so much about life and yourself and your industry. And one of the things that I like to think of it as is when I do a podcast, like you're doing dots, like you're literally getting like private one-on-one -on -one coaching from the biggest executives in your space on a weekly basis. That's priceless. You have a meeting with somebody and you can ask them anything you want. So I absolutely implore people to try this account-based podcasting. Yeah. 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 And I hope they listen. I hope they listen. Thank you so much, Noah, for your time. And before you go, where can people find you if they need help to get premium, revenue-bound, account-based marketing lead generation services? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can check out contentallies.com. My email is simply noah at contentallies.com. I do have a podcast of my own called The High Ticket Offer. 
So if you're interested in marketing and kind of the conversations around what we do, do that. But yeah, that's where you can find me. I'm very accessible on the internet. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Noah. That's all for today, guys. Thanks for listening. See more episodes at dotslovesmarketing.com and subscribe to the Marketing Leadership Podcast on Apple and Spotify. Till next episode, connect the dots. Thank you for listening to the Marketing Leadership Podcast. Brought to you by Dots Loves Marketing. There will be links to any resources mentioned in today's show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This episode is brought to you by Dots Loves Marketing. If you're a business needing content promotion, podcast campaign production, or are looking to build effective B2B marketing strategies, Dots is here to offer you ultimate marketing leadership and expertise. Find out more at www.dotslovesmarketing.com.